So the big question is this. How are gigging musicians like us, who don't make any money streaming, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we treat our music careers as online businesses in a way that lets us get our music and the things we believe in out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jared Judge, and welcome to the Gigging Musician Podcast. What's up, Gigging Pros? It's Jared Judge. Welcome to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. I feel like it's been a couple couple days since I recorded an episode here. It's been busy. I got a couple gigs coming up this week, kicking it off Wednesday night with a birthday party in a, uh, a country club. That's a fun gig. I think I got that one off of the bash. Then on Thursday, during the day, I've got a wedding, which is an interesting time for a wedding, um, Thursday afternoon. But I'm, I'm excited. It's at a really interesting venue, kind of in the middle of a forest where there's no electricity and I'm an electric violin. So I actually just pulled the trigger on a Bose S1 Pro at the recommendation of one of our full-time music academy members, Ken. Thanks for your recommendation. So I'm going to be testing that out for a couple of these gigs, and I'll let you know how it goes. But I wanted to chat today about what happens when you get gig leads who do not turn into bookings. So, you know, I'm of the mindset that as gigging musicians, you know, once you've got the music part figured out, which actually is a lot earlier than many people think, once you've got your music figured out, you can basically uh, have a set list of at least an hour prepared by the time somebody books you for a gig. Then your challenge and your problem turns to generating leads. You have to get people to raise their hands, say they're interested in booking you. And if you don't have people reaching out to you, then there's no possible way you could book gigs. So that's why, you know, I talk so much about generating leads, driving traffic to your website and all that. But let's assume that all that stuff starts to really work for you. For example, you know, say you took my advice about running Facebook ads to one of those BuzzFeed style quizzes, and all of a sudden you're generating several leads per day, which is a great place to be in. Imagine that, several gig leads per day. Now the problem is, not all leads are created equal. And I think a lot of musicians don't really distinguish this because, you know, it's not something we're taught in music school or our lessons. But not all leads are created equal. In the uh, marketing world, you'll hear about like low quality or high quality leads. When, you know, that most musicians, you have a contact form on your website. And because you're not really driving traffic to your website, the people that do stumble upon it tend to have gone the hard way to get there. They've had to gone through a little bit of trials and effort to find your website. So they're probably already in a buying mindset. They're already in the market for somebody who does exactly what you do. And then when they stumble upon it, they're like, oh, fantastic. This person, she plays jazz vibraphone. And we're really excited to have her at our wedding or at our corporate event. So it's like they've already gone through all the trials and tribulation to figure out what they're looking for, why they want it, and why you're the person to give it to them. And so the people that come to your website, fill out your contact form, tend to be high quality leads, meaning they don't really take much to be pushed over the edge to sign your contract and book book you. 
And so that's very nice. But the problem is high quality leads don't come in very often, right? That's, you know, think about how many contacts do you get? How many contact form submissions do you get on your website on a daily or weekly basis? For some people I've talked to recently, especially those who are not full-time music academy members, it's less than one lead a month, which, you know, that's hard to sustain a business when you've got less than one lead a month, which is why the problem becomes let's generate more traffic. And that's why we try Facebook ads. We do SEO. We partner with venues and event planners to get on their preferred vendor list. They put links to our website on theirs. And boom, all of a sudden we get some more traffic, which is awesome because then that traffic turns into leads. Now, once you've got yourself a steady stream of leads, the issue becomes lead quality because not all of them had to go through that same difficult process to find you as the first leads I was talking about early, which means the success or also known as the closing ratio of your leads, like what percentage of those leads become actual bookings, tends to become very low or not very, not necessarily very low, but definitely lower than when you first got started, when it was really hard for people to find you and become a lead in the first place. You could probably have a 90, 100% closing ratio off of high quality leads. But the lower the quality, the lower your closing ratio will be, which means the more often you'll get ghosted and people just won't respond. So the problem then becomes... How do we increase that closing ratio? And for that, we have to think about the psychology of these new leads, the ones who had an easier time finding you, the ones who haven't necessarily spent as much time consuming your website, your videos, your marketing materials, and even conversing with you, right? So they are less trusting. They're basically like, you know, scared rabbits, entering into the wolf's den and they know they have to be on their guard. And so that's probably why they're not responding to you. It's like they're getting, I don't know. It's kind of like if you've ever been on vacation in Mexico and you fly into the Cancun airport. And as soon as you leave customs, you grab your bags you go out, you enter in what's called the fish tank. Or actually I think it's called the shark tank. And this shark tank is like a room that is full of all of these salespeople trying to sell you on everything from renting a car to getting a timeshare to getting a ride from the airport to your hotel to vacation, scuba and snorkeling package. And it's basically like you're a fish and you're entering into the shark infested waters and they're going to aggressively try to sell you something. Your lower quality leads feel like this themselves. They're like, hey, I'm planning an event, corporate event or wedding, and they have raised their hand to say, I'm in the market for services. I've got money. And what happens when you, you know, what happens when a fish gets a little cut in the water and the blood starts to pour out? That is raising the, the red flag, literally, to all the sharks saying, hey, there's blood in the water. Let's go get them. And then all of a sudden, our leads start to feel attacked and overwhelmed. And yeah, it's, it's kind of a bloodbath for them. So that's why, you know, a lot of people in the wedding market, a lot of 
new, uh, newly engaged people create a separate email account for their wedding, you know, like Mike and John wedding 2024 or whatever at gmail.com. Why do they do that? For this exact reason is they know that they're going to be bombarded by all of these marketing emails and messages from people once they say, hey, we're in the market, we've got money, come and get it. And I don't blame them because, you know, I got married in 2019 and it was the same thing. We created our own email address. It was gemwedding2019 at gmail.com. And so we created that email address to prevent the sharks. But what, what's interesting is that a lot of the emails that we got, they only sent one email. You know, we entered our name to win a free hotel package or whatever, gave our email address, our contact information, rights to our firstborn, etc. And we gave it to these companies, and then they only sent one email, which that is why people feel like they get ghosted. It's because, you know, you're, you're competing for a very short time with hundreds of other companies, but then, you know, after that competition dies down after the first week, there's almost no competitors left in the battlefield, which is so interesting because people just don't follow up. Musicians and other companies in the events industry do not follow up beyond the initial outreach. And that's why you're not closing your, your leads. That's why your closing ratio goes down. So you might spend hundreds or thousands of dollars a month in marketing your act just to generate a lead and then to do nothing with it is almost criminal because it's wasting money. And, you know, I'm very sensitive that musicians tend not to have as much money as like a, a venue or a hotel does. And so that marketing money really needs to stretch as far as it possibly can. So enter in your hero, the thing that's going to save your, your marketing money, your leads, which is the concept of long-term follow-up. Now, I've talked about follow-up in the past. I think I did an episode called The Fortune is in the Follow-Up, and that is still true, and it's ever more true today, especially with people getting bombarded by messages. But then that bombardment dies down. It's kind of like the first battle is over, the dust has settled, and now they're free to go about their business. But not you, not you, my my gigging musician podcast listeners, or my full-time music academy students, because you're going to implement what's called a long-term nurture campaign. So, you know, just before I, I tell you about the specifics of how, these people who have come to you for information, oftentimes they're in the early stages of planning where they want more information. They need to understand everything that is about hiring a live musician or, you know, hosting a corporate event or whatever. They're in the early stages of that. They're shopping for information. It's especially too true when you go to like a wedding expo, you exhibit and you find out all the people that come through are planning their wedding two years from now. So they're not ready to book. They're just gathering information. And so long-term nurturing does this for them. It provides them exactly what they're looking for at the time, which is information, and then provides them in every single email that you send, an off-ramp from the highway. 
an opportunity for them to say, hey, I am ready. Let me actually schedule that call with you so that we could discuss having you play at my corporate event. So long-term email nurture sequence is a series of automated emails that get sent out over a long period of time, such as a year or even two. And it's consistent, maybe one email a week, one email every other week. It's up to you. You could experiment, figure that out. And each email talks about some piece of information that they might need or contains inspiration and persuasion that persuades them to hire you and get off that highway right now and schedule that call with you. And so we've been doing this with a bunch of our full-time music academy members. Uh, there's email marketing tools like MailChimp, MailerLite, even ClickFunnels. That's the one that I use and one of my students uses that makes it easy that once you generate a lead, you can put that lead into an automated workflow that sends 52 emails over the course of a year. And each one of them, you know, talks about something different, uh, contains testimonials, videos, all the fun things that these people are looking for and desperately need in order to trust you because they want to trust you. They just don't have enough information to trust you. And the ones that can stay in the game and follow up longer, those are the ones that will succeed. And I'm talking about musicians, those are musicians who can stay in the game longer. So just because you generated a lead doesn't mean you're going to close it. But just because you haven't closed it in the first email doesn't mean you're never going to close it. So my recommendation is generate yourself a nice long-term email nurture campaign at least a year and then start to add your leads to that. And then you'll start to see the difference. You'll see some results. And I always get the question, well, what am I just annoying these people? Like, what if they unsubscribe? Well, hey, if they unsubscribe, they weren't going to book you anyway, right? They don't want to hear from you. Just let them opt out. That's totally fine. Same for like, you know, listeners of this podcast. If you're not getting value out of this, you know, you don't have to listen to it. I, I would rather have people explicitly tell me I'm no longer interested and unsubscribe from my emails. But I'd rather that happen rather than them not really hear anything from me and then me wondering, oh, why didn't they book me? Was there something about the way that I dressed or played? No, I'd rather market aggressively and have people tell me no, make them make a decision rather than just leave it amorphous in that uh, zone of maybe. So that is the concept of long-term nurture. And I hope that you guys got some, some good stuff out of it. Hope this motivates you to take some action. And by the way, if you want to see tactically how to put this together, how to put together a long-term nurture campaign, I invite you to join us in Full-Time Music Academy. These are the kinds of things that we work on every single day. We've got models and templates, step-by-step -step instructions, even on the technology side, because I know not many people really have done email marketing before. And if you want to see exactly how it's done, what buttons to click, I'll show you exactly how inside of Full-Time Music Academy. But you can get your free 30-day trial by getting the Gig Vault for free. 
Gig Vault, as you know, is a treasure trove of over 24,665 high-end venue and event planner contacts that you can get a link to your website on their website, generate some traffic to your website so you can generate a lead, and then put that lead into your long-term email nurture campaign and book the gig. So that is yours for free. Just go to openthegigvault.com, get your free copy, and I'll see you on the inside. Let's get your long-term email nurture campaign going. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Gingy Musician Podcast. Remember, your music will not market itself. Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. If you like this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and tag me and post on Instagram, letting me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you would like to hear in future episodes. That will help me serve you better. Also, I would love to invite you to my upcoming five-day full-time music challenge. Just give me five short days and I will show you a step-by-step plan to make real consistent income with your music. It's totally free and you can register on fulltimemusicchallenge.com. That's fulltime, one word, no dash in between, fulltimemusicchallenge.com. Thanks again and I hope to see you in my next challenge.